coming to you live from beautiful downtown Toronto. I'm your podcaster, John, and this is season four of Live at 6.05. And this week, I am flying completely solo. I, uh, I'll get into why I'm here all by myself. Normally, I would have a guest, or most likely, I would have Val, as you all know, the award winner. But she is actually out at a wedding shower, which we spent all day yesterday kind of getting ready for. She's actually the bridesmaid, not the maid of honor. I always get those things mixed up. I'm like, are you you the bridesmaid or are you the maid of honor? Clearly, I haven't been asked to be a bridesmaid or a maid of honor, so I don't know what these things mean. But it's for our good friend Lillian, who's getting married. We've mentioned that on the podcast before. So me, her, and uh, fan favorite Miranda from Pet Peeves and Yo, This Is Girl Talk were here at Club 605 yesterday, and we put together about 40 thank you jars full of delicious cupcake treats that Val made. And it was a longer process than I thought it would be, but it was for a good cause, so that's okay. But either way, it is actually a Saturday today, so Val left about... 11 a.m. in the morning to go to this wedding shower. It's now almost 5 o'clock, and I've had a busy day. A lot going on. Um, I'm trying to think where we should start. Well, we should probably start with all my contact info. That makes sense, right? Season 4, you guys already know what the deal is. But for those newcomers and the newbies, for all the new people all my fans have told about this podcast, let me tell you guys how to get in contact with the show. Lots of different ways. Main way is to go to facebook.com slash live at 605 and from there you can get all the info you can find twitter i'm at malincamp you can find my email which is live at 605 at gmail.com you can find links to podomatic which is the site if you don't have itunes where you can listen download and subscribe to the podcast that's www.podomatic no that's www.live605.podomatic.com find me on instagram search john mallon or malincamp and the same goes for Vine. You can search John Mallon or Mallencamp. You will see some hilarious finds and some fantastic Instagrams. I recently Instagrammed a picture of probably one of the best Christmas presents I got. And depending when this podcast comes out, I'm sure this isn't the very first episode of the new season. So I've probably already mentioned in the first episode, which most likely will be with Val. To give you guys a little insider tip here. This is actually the first podcast I'm recording for season four, but I'm not going to make this the first episode to put out, so I'm sure, I don't know what we've already talked about. This is all, you know, out of whack, but that's a little behind the scenes secret for the podcast, and now I've forgotten what I was talking about. Um, The Instagram picture, yes. I'm going to post it, I've either already posted it on Facebook, or I'm posting it right now as I talk to you guys, but one of the best gifts I got for Christmas And I'm going to talk about some Christmas stuff, even though I know I've already talked about it. But it was a shirt that I got from uh, my mom and dad, and I think my sisters may have helped out. A shirt that says, hey, watch your dog. And for those of you who are familiar with this podcast since at least season two, because I think that was from season two, you know that is probably the uh, most favorited quote so far from the show. And it's when I sassed a man and his dog. When I was walking to work, this homeless dog, I don't know if he was homeless, he looked homeless, and this homeless man, his dog jumped at me after a a very busy day. I was very tired, and I knew the dog was going to jump at me, and so I said with my best Heisenberg voice, hey, watch your dog. And people seem to like the phrase so much 
that uh, I got a shirt, custom-made shirt for Christmas from my pops, Pops Melon. So thank you. I posted it on Instagram and people went crazy for it. There is a couple shirts. My dad was nice enough to make a couple uh, of these shirts. So if you guys want, get in contact with me. If I still have shirts left, I can send them out to you guys. But it's really cool. Check Facebook.com to see the picture right now of me and my Hey, Watch Your Dog shirt. I've worn it around town a few times and people seem to love it. So let me know, guys, what some of your other favorite quotes from the show are. And then maybe we'll make them into t-shirts. We already have the Hey, Watch Your Dog t-shirt. And I also have the standard Live at 605 t-shirt, which if you look at the pictures again, I was wearing that at the Kanye West show. And that was a crazy show, but we've already talked about that. So those are all the ways to get in contact with me. Go to the Facebook.com if you want to see these pictures. I recently actually had to help my dad out when I was back home for the Christmas break with some Facebook stuff. He wanted to upload some pictures and he just wanted to get a feel for things. And I sent him a request to join the Live 605 group months ago. But to no fault of his own, he probably did not see it or know how to do that. So I was able to finally add him to the Live 605 Facebook group, which is great because he actually told me, he's like, I listen to the show every week, and you talk about places to go see pictures. He's like, I don't know where these things are. It's like, well, funny that you mentioned it. Just search Live at 605 in Facebook, and now you can see all these great pictures, such as the Hey, Watch Your Dog shirt, or me at Kanye West, or even if you go back to the very first picture, it's me and Moo Moo Chick. And if you don't know who Moo Moo Chick is, Go back and listen to the very, very, very first episode of Live 605. It's called Relationships. And you can hear this crazy story about me and a moo moo chick who tried to um, destroy my face by eating it. And um, that's all I'm going to say about that because that's a good story. But as always, I have to tell you about the sponsors. And I have a very frustrating sponsor this week. Usually, I have a fantastic sponsor. This week's sponsor is all about my trip my commute to and from Ottawa during the Christmas break. Okay, so I don't know where to begin. Basically, the one problem with traveling during the wintertime, and I'm now just going to sound like some old, rich, white man, but flying on Christmas is so difficult. I remember back in the day when I was in college and coming up, to get to and from Ottawa, I would have to take the awful, awful Greyhound bus, which would be... Four and a half hours is the short ride. I once got on the bus ride, which I thought was four and a half hours, turned out to be eight and a half hours. And if you want to know what hell is like, just try getting on a Greyhound bus for eight and a half hours sitting next to someone who smells like shit, pretty much. But I got to the point where eventually, you know, I have a good job now. I work really hard, so I don't want to spend four hours on a bus. I'd much rather fly to Ottawa in 45 minutes and be done with it. So, um... That's what I do now. I fly, I never take the bus, and I'm happy about that. The crappy thing about flying, especially during winter time, is the delays that seem to always happen, whether it's bad weather or mechanical issue, whatever it is. It's usually just bad weather if you're flying during the winter time. But I was flying to Ottawa, and I left a pretty normal time. Like I got there a little bit earlier than I probably could have. Already printed out my ticket, but For those of you who know Val and I, when it comes to traveling, we travel very light with the luggage. So I only had one bag, one suitcase. I had all my clothes in it, Christmas presents, and that's about it. No liquids or gels, none of that crap. 
and I get there and there's the biggest line I've ever seen to get your boarding pass an even bigger line to check your baggage initially I was going to check my bag because even though I didn't pack a lot the suit ooh, I was just about to burp there the suitcase I did use was a little bit bigger just because I had to put some presents in it so I was going to check the bag because I didn't think I'd be able to get through security with it uh, and then when I saw how long the lineup was, I was like, F this, I am going to risk it for the biscuit, and I'm going to try and go through uh, security with this huge bag. Get through it, no problem, okay, phew, good to go, and I'm looking at the board, and the flight's delayed 10 minutes, then it's delayed 20 minutes, then it's delayed 30 minutes, then it's delayed 40 minutes. I think my first flight to Ottawa, the flight, my flight at least, was delayed maybe an hour and a half, something like that. Not too, too bad, considering I could hear people around me being like, oh my God, I was here yesterday and my flight got canceled, blah, blah, blah. I was sitting next to a very sassy lady in the uh, lounge area who was just like, oh my God, I'm never flying with these people again. I've been here since last night. I can't stand this. Now here's one of the good things, one of the best presents I've ever gotten. I'm gonna go off on a little tangent. This is what happens when I do solo podcasts, things pop in my head. I start talking about that, and I forget what I talk about. I don't have someone like the award winner, Val, to bring me back in to remind me what we were talking about. So I'm going to try to remember Old Sassy Woman. And from Old Sassy Woman, I now want to talk about one of the best presents I've ever gotten. And then I'll get that, and I'll show you how that relates to an old sassy lady. And hopefully I remember the topic. So one of the best presents I got last year or the year before for my birthday was Beats by Dre headphones. So thank you to the award winner Val and to my folks who all pitched in and got me the best pair of headphones which are Beats by Dre. And they really are the best pair of headphones out there. They're better than monster headphones. They're better than whatever else is out there. So go out there, get some Beats by Dre and maybe if anyone at the Beats by Dre factory is listening, send me some new pairs of headphones because that would be fantastic. So. I got these headphones, Beats by Dre. They're the biggest and the best kind. They go over your ears, obviously, as most headphones do. And they are fantastic. Noise canceling, this or that. Now, let me just put this out to the world. This is what I'm trying to tell you people. The size of my headphone directly relates how much I want to talk to you. Now, if I'm not wearing headphones and I'm sitting in an airport lounge, you know what? Chances are, if you want to say something to me, I'll retort back and maybe we'll talk for a few minutes. If I have little earbuds in, you might want to ask me a question, I'll give you an answer, and maybe we'll talk for anywhere from 35 seconds to 124 seconds. Now if I got the big Beats by Dre noise canceling headphones that go over my whole earlobe and everything, that means I want to talk to you for exactly zero seconds, zero minutes, zero hours. It means I don't want to talk to you at all. It means I'm in my own world, it means I want to listen to my music or I want to listen to my podcast, and I don't want to talk to you, okay? So that's where I'm at. That's that's where I'm at with the headphones. So next time you see someone on a bus, on a streetcar, in an airplane, on a boat, whatever it is, and you're sitting next to them, and they have some big-ass headphones, don't talk to them. They don't want to talk to you. Or maybe that's just me. I don't know. I'm done with that tangent. Now, this is how the headphone birthday present relates to the old sassy lady I'm sitting next to. So... How do I know that this old sassy lady is talking about um, how she was here the night before and how this is the worst airline ever? Because she's telling it to me. 
And like I said, I have my big headphones on and she just starts talking to me. And I'm like, look, lady, I got to turn off my music and take off my headphones to listen to you. That ain't going to fly with me. But either way, I mean, she's a little bit older, so I had to be somewhat respectful. And I just kind of nodded my head. And then I was like, oh, you know, I got to go up and get some orange juice and then go tinkle in the bathroom. I don't know why I said tinkle, but, oh, here's another, um, I guess this could be a life tip, one of John's life tips. Sure, should we play the, st- should we play the Sting music? Go for it. Life. life tips. Yo, this is my life tips. Take your mind on a little trip. As I make your bitch strip, this is John's life. If you want to class things up a little bit, this is what I've been doing. You know, if you're at a party, if you're around people, and you have to excuse yourself to go to the washroom, saying, oh, I just flung something, saying something like, oh, I got, I'll got, i be right back, I gotta hit the, the, the washroom, or I gotta hit the can, whatever, doesn't sound classy. I enjoy classing up my words. So this is what I've been saying, said over the holiday break, I say it anytime around people, and people usually laugh, and I like to think that they start to use this. But when I have to use the washroom, what I always say is, excuse me for a moment, I have to go use the gentleman's room. Now, doesn't saying gentleman's room sound a lot better than saying washroom or toilet or whatever you want to use? Gentleman's room could just mean I'm going to go powder my nose. And no, I don't mean cocaine. I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, It could mean I'm going to go and, you know, fix my hair or this or that. That's the gentleman's room. The washroom means you're going to go take a piss or go crap up a storm, whatever it is. Gentleman's room is open for interpretation. And next time you have to use the washroom and excuse yourself from a group of people, try saying that. Say, excuse me, I have to go use the gentleman's room. And I guess if you're a lady, you can say ladies' room. It's kind of classy, but for me, either way, that's my life tip. Go use the gentleman's room. La, la, la. Yo, this is my life tips. Take your mind on a little trip. As I make your bitch strip, this is John's life tips. So either way, that happens with the old lady. Like I said, I think it was only maybe an hour and a half delay, something like that. But the one crappy thing is, and this is what sucks when I'm flying home anywhere, whether it's Christmas or any other trip, is you're always... Excuse me, you're always relying on someone to come pick you up, in which case my dad was picking me up. Shitty thing is, when it happens to be a delay, I had to keep calling and texting and being like, oh, it's been delayed 20 minutes, so come 20 minutes later than I told you. Oh, no, okay, now it's delayed half hour. Come a half hour later. So it's just like me having to keep telling him, don't leave yet, leave in this time. So, I mean, it's one thing when it's a delay going home and I'm just going to take a cab back to the place. That's fine because no one's like waiting on me or this or that, so... Especially uh, our place from the airport. I'm not going to tell you where I live because I don't want any of y'all crazy stalkers to come find my parents' house. But it's like 40-minute drive away or something like that. So, I mean, it's far enough that if I don't give him enough advance, advance notice about when the flight's coming in, he could leave and then be stuck at the airport for an hour or two. So, that's fine. Whatever. Get home. Had a great Christmas. Lots of fun. And then coming back... So here's the thing. My flight coming back to Toronto. Check the flight statuses in the morning. And out of all the flights, my particular flight was the only one delayed. And it was delayed by 20 minutes. Whatever. Get up. Take a shower. Come back. Flight's now delayed 30 minutes. Okay. That's fine. 
I go downstairs, have some breakfast. My mom made me some fantastic French toast, which anytime I go home for anything, I always request a French toast breakfast slash lunch, and it was fantastic. So thank you, Mom, for that. When Val and I come back in January, I might request some more French toast. But either way, it turned out that my flight kept getting delayed, and at one point it was already delayed an hour and a half later than it was supposed to be. And so I was like, well, this sucks because it just seems like it's going to continuously be delayed and I don't want to be stuck here. I have it canceled, this or that. So I called ahead to see if I could get on any earlier flights and I could get on the one flight earlier than my flight for free of charge. Problem was, they couldn't book that over the phone. I had to go there in person. So I'm driving, get to the airport, and at this point, my flight's delayed two hours and two hours and counting pretty much. So I get in line to go see if I can switch flights, and there's a bunch of people in front of me who appear to be on my flight as well, who are all changing their flights to the earlier one for free of charge. And this is what the lady told me on the phone. She's also like, oh, there's only seven free spots on the flight earlier, so you might want to get there to the airport and figure that out. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, all these people are getting on in front of me. Please, there's still there be at least one seat left for me. I don't want to be stuck here. The flight that I was trying to get on was on time and everything. So luckily, I get to the front of the airline, check in, and they're able to switch me on the plane. Says there's no delay. Fantastic. Go through security, all this and that. Get myself a delicious slice of pizza and a Pepsi. Sat down and hung out by myself. One thing I like about the Ottawa airport is when I am traveling by myself, they have a good pizza place there. I forget what it's called. doesn't matter. It's the only pretty much pizza place there. And I like to go get a slice of pizza and a drink and hang out, and, uh, and there's just one area where you can watch all the planes coming in and out. So I did that, which was fun. And then I check, and my initial flight was delayed now at this point, three and a half hours, and it was looking like it was gonna get canceled. Problem was, the new flight I was on was also now delayed, but that was only delayed a half an hour. And then it got delayed an hour, and then the plane finally comes in. Oh no, this is the best part, and I'm gonna post a picture of this kid. So this flight, that I was getting on, that I got on to, was delayed about an hour. But I feel like there were some people who were waiting there pretty long. And I'm sitting across from this one kid who was just, like, freaking out. I mean, at one point, he is basically lying on his... He's lying on the floor, his head on the floor of the dirty airport ground, with his feet in the air, just, like, freaking out. He was maybe six or seven or eight. Like, I, I mean, he was young. Not like he was two years old or something, but... He was having a tantrum, so I'm going to post a picture on Facebook of this kid, like, standing up on his head on the floor, which is really weird. And then I also have a video, which maybe I'll blur his face and maybe I'll post it of him, like, freaking out. But it was funny freaking out. Like, he was freaking out like an old man would do, where he's just like, Jesus Christ. And he had this newspaper with him. Like, what six-year-old kid holds a newspaper? And he starts slapping it, like, on the floor and on the bench. And he's just like, oh. <sighs> just freaking out. His mom's like patting him on the head and he just freaks out and I'm watching this kid and I'm trying to videotape him but then I'm like, oh, I hope people aren't watching me videotaping him because this is kind of creepy. But he wasn't doing anything weird. He was just freaking out. It was funny to me. So maybe I'll post that video but check Facebook to see the um, picture of this kid who was going ape shit. And then the funny thing was when we finally started to board the plane, he was like, oh, fucking finally well he didn't say fuck but he's like finally and he's still just like upset even when we were boarding the plane so that was pretty funny 
But I get on the plane, and, you know, once you're on the plane, you feel like you're going to take off. But, of course, they're waiting for some paperwork, and it was a good 30 minutes sitting there before we even started to move. And then when we did start to move, well, this is in this next part's no fault to the airline, but it was really cold and snowing, so they had to go de-ice the plane, which was like another 15, 20 minutes. And either way, that flight was delayed about two hours, which I can't really complain because my other flight was delayed over three and a half hours, and who knows... I don't even know if that got canceled or what. But the one good thing was, so the two-hour delay was worth it for the 45 minutes of silence I had for me and my seat neighbor. So the good thing about both these flights and both these delays was that the person sitting next to me had no interest in talking to me. I had no interest in talking to them. I don't know how you guys feel when you're on the plane by yourself. Do you like talking to the person next to you? I mean, I'm not a jerk. I say hello. I... Uh, move seats when the guy had to get past me to sit next to the window. When I was on the aisle, when we were getting rid of our garbage, I grabbed it from him to give it to the flight attendant. I'm a nice person. I'm just saying I don't want to talk to your ass on the plane. So I don't know how you guys feel, but like I said, I got my big Beats by Dre headphones. That is a universal sign that I just want to sit there and listen and be in my own little world. So that was at least the good part. Was I didn't really have to talk to anyone on the plane. I mean, I feel like I do enough talking on the podcast, but either way, those are good stories. And then when I landed, I took a taxi cab, and I mean, we live in a pretty well-known area in Toronto. My dad always jokes, he's like, you're getting close to telling people where you actually live on the podcast, and then one day people are just going to start knocking on your door. Either way, I'm not going to tell you where I live, but I told the guy where we live, and I always get floored when like cab drivers down here don't know where this one area is, because it's pretty easy place to get to and then he was driving oh fuck what else yeah there's some that he just wasn't really listening to me and he was kind of being snobby to me and then where we live there's a roundabout and I was telling him like okay you can go in on this roundabout he's like no I can't go in this way you have to, I have to go in a different way I was like I live here I've been living here for all these years excuse me as I'm burping man solo podcast I got no uh, remorse for anything but either way, he was just kind of being a little crazy and wasn't listening to where I told him to go. And then I still, to my own fault, I always tip cab drivers very well. Uh, there's always certain people I always tip really well no matter what. I mean, if the guy was being a big, big jerk as a cab driver, I wouldn't tip him well. But I always feel obliged to just tip pretty well. So either way, that's about all that. And that was actually the sponsor, so... Thank you, or maybe no thanks, to this week's sponsor of Live at 605 is uh, all about my travel to and from Toronto and Ottawa. So that's the sponsor. Let's get into this week's episode. A few things I kind of want to talk about. Actually, you know what? I don't really have much to talk about. The funny thing was, I'm getting all sniffles here. What's wrong with me? So... I have written down a couple things on a piece of paper here. Like I said, this is my solo podcast. Earlier before I did this, I put out onto Facebook and Twitter, uh, I said, recording a solo podcast shortly. Let me know if there's any topics you guys want me to talk about. So I had a few people write in, and I'll get to those. Maybe, um, Maybe I'll get to one now and then talk about something else and go to another one. Uh, basically, where are we now? 
Okay, so this one, I'll, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I'm all scattered right now. I'm trying to look at a piece of paper, and, you know, I don't know how long this podcast is going to be either. We're already at about 23 minutes. This might only be 45 minutes. We'll see what the topics are that people want me to talk about and how much I can talk about them. But this might be one of the shorter podcasts. That's okay. The last two podcasts of season three were, one was over two hours, and one was about five minutes away from me in two hours. So you guys are getting pretty plenty of content for me. Like I said, if you want a really, really long podcast or a really short podcast, go to live605.podomatic.com and hit the PayPal button and support the podcast. That's it. That's all the sponsor advertising I'm talking about until the end of the show. But okay, let me look at my piece of paper here and what do we have? Okay, so this one was tweeted to me. And this one comes from Ben underscore three stacks. And he says, talk about grade six. Now, okay, um, I guess I guess you just wanted me to talk about some random stuff from grade six. Let me think about what I can talk about. So grade six, as I bit my tongue, I was getting ready to leave the school. So I went to Royal Mitchell Public School in beautiful Canada, Ontario. And in that school, they went from grade one to grade six. I don't know if I really talked about Royal Mitchell much, but after grade six, I went to W. Erskine Johnson for grade seven to eight. And then from there on, I went to high school, nine to 12 at Earl of March. Grade seven, I've already mentioned, was where I met one of the Boys Town Brew crew, uh, 007 himself, Dan. And we met in grade seven and been friends ever since then. Now, grade six was, I definitely would say, uh, the height of my popularity of school. If you think back, when were you guys the most popular? Were you most popular in high school, grade 12? Were you most popular in middle school, grade 8? Were you most popular in grade 2? Grade 6 was probably definitely the height of my popularity for, you know, public uh, school, all this shit. Um, basically because I was friends with the most popular kid in school, Andy Sinclair. Now, I've shouted him out before, and Andy, if you're listening, last I heard, you're living in Winnipeg. People in Winnipeg go crazy for this podcast, so maybe you're listening. If you are, tweet me, Facebook me, or email me. Let me know how you're doing, because we were like best of friends until you moved away at the end of grade six. But he was a popular one. He was, it sounds weird to say now that I'm 28 years old, I'm talking about a 12-year-old, but very good looking, in good shape, very athletic. Uh, he was, uh, I used to play baseball and my dad was a coach and he was our pitcher and he was probably one of the best pitchers in the league. I'm not going to get into the sports stories yet because I do want to do a sports podcast, but yeah, he was all these things. He was definitely a ladies man. All the ladies liked him and we were best friends. So by proxy, I got to hang out with all the popular grade sixes at the time. Now, grade six, probably because... I did have all this confidence of having, you know, the popular best friend, this and that. This was definitely uh, the one year when I was really a big class clown. I never really class clowned up after grade six, I don't think, um, for whatever reason. But I remember grade six, I was just always making jokes. I think I even, I never got in trouble in school, whether it was in high school or earlier in school, whatever it was. But I remember definitely getting like, kept in on recesses in grade six because I would joke around and try to make people laugh in class. You know, it was like the first time I think 
I ever really got big laughs from people. So I was like, oh, you know, this is worth getting in trouble. Someone's going to laugh at my jokes. I'm, I'm down with this. So I used to get in trouble, not all the time, and not like serious trouble. It's not like I'm fighting people or anything. I'm just trying to make people laugh. But um, the funny thing was, so when I graduate, graduated grade six, they had kind of like a ceremony because we were going from grade six to a new school. And I believe my teacher in grade six was Mr. Calhoun, who, I'm trying to think who he looked like. He looked like, kind of looked like Gary Busey in Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year was just on TV the other day, and I actually have that on DVD. It's an awesome movie about a 12-year-old kid who breaks his arm, and then when it heals, he can throw like 100-mile-per-hour fastballs, so he goes to play for the Chicago Cubs. And any movie where Gary Busey is the stud ace pitcher of a team is a movie you should watch because that's hilarious. But either way, like I said, I was in grade 6. This was to have been 95 or 96. So my teacher, Mr. Calhoun, shout out to him. They say shit out onto him. I meant to say shout out onto him. He looked like Gary Busey with the big mustache and big hair and all this stuff. But uh, at the end of this, he, or during the ceremony, sorry, he had to say a little blurb about everybody. And he started calling me Hollywood John because one day in class, I think we watched, oh, what was it? It wasn't E.T., we watched some movie. Oh, it was Close Encounters of the Sixth Time Kind, Third Kind, whatever that movie is. And I looked like the little kid in that movie. And so I think apparently all the girls, all the twelve-year-olds at the time, definitely went ham for me. Like, oh my god, you're so cute. You look just like this kid. Now, grade six was also the height of my cuteness because after grade six, you go through puberty. Puberty. I said I sound that strange, and I definitely got in that awkward phase from grade seven till I don't know last week <laughs> now just joking I'm pretty good looking right now I can't deny that but yeah so he would call me Hollywood John and grade six was pretty funny it was also the very first girl boy party I went to and again the only reason why I got invited to it was because of my friend Andy Sinclair who was the popular kid who got invited to the popular other popular kids popular party and he was with me because he's getting ready to move to Winnipeg. It was one of his last days. So we went to this party. And it was fun. From what I remember, there was like probably 12 people there. And they all like, it was like six guys, six girls. And they all like had their girlfriend at the time or whatever. And I was just kind of like the kid there who was just like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with this guy. But it was fun. I think I played pool and maybe had a uh, RC Cola, which was really popular at the time. But let me think uh, what else was going on in grade six, as Ben underscore three stacks would like to know. Good question. I haven't really thought about grade six in a while. I do remember the one other thing was I was taking the bus to and from school. And I remember you kind of sat based on like how old you were. And for all of us who lived around the same area, took the bus together like for six years, we're always like, oh, I can't wait to win grade six because we get to go sit at the back of the bus. You know, and I remember in grade six, it was crazy because these grade fives thought that they could sit in the back of the bus because they didn't respect their elders. And then there was always like a big fight at the end of school to try and race to the bus to get on there to save seats for everybody. And usually, like I said, there was kind of an unwritten rule. The older kids, grade sixers, get to sit the back of the bus. These goddamn grade five kids did not, uh, you know, listen to the rules. And they got teachers involved. And basically the teacher said, 
first come, first serve, which was a big pussy move to me, if you ask me. And I'm apologizing for that word. So I know Val's just like, oh, don't say that. But it's true. We paid our dues. We were grade six. We are the head honchos. We deserve to sit at the back of the bus. So um, I think Ben underscore three stacks, if that is your real Twitter name, that's all I have to say about grade six. So thank you for the topic and the question. It actually reminds me of one of the other things I was doing during the Christmas break was uh, me and the family went and watched a bunch of old home movies. Now, one of the cool coolest presents that me and my sisters got my folks for their anniversary a few years ago was we converted all of the, the old VHS home movies to DVDs. Now, for all you kids out there born up in, you know, 92 and up, VHS is what you would use for DVDs. And, um, yeah, anyway, so the, it's cool. We put everything on DVD, so it's a lot easier to watch home videos. And it was just awkward and funny to watch, you know, yourself. Again, I think I've, we watched some home videos of me when I was in grade four, maybe. And I just, two things I love to do, walk around without a shirt on and moon the camera. It's what I was famous for, pretty much. So it was funny to watch that. Um, the one awkward comment I meant I said was we were watching Christmas. I must have been in like grade four or five. And for Christmas, we all got hockey sticks, hockey net, goalie equipment, so all this hockey gear. And we run in. Me and my sisters were all excited. And I turn to my older sister, Jen, and I say, Oh, my God, look at all this. We can finally score on each other. Let me let that sink in for a second. I'll repeat. Uh, so what? Uh, let's just say I'm uh, t- uh, 9, 10 years old. My sister's 13 and 14 years old. Hey, we can finally score on each other. All kinds are wrong. And it's funny the things you say as a kid that you don't realize are kind of weird to say as an adult. And I would never say to my sister now, hey, let's go score, score on each other. That's just kind of weird and awkward, but... It's fun to watch those old home movies. Uh, My butt was shown a lot, and I will not put that on Facebook, so you pervs can uh, forget about it. Okay, so another thing I wanted to talk about before I get into the more suggestions from everybody who wrote in was today I went to the gym, and sadly I have no stories for you about something that happened to the gym. I did not run into Homeless Gallagher even though I did use the machine that him and I always fight over. I did not have to give cut eye to a woman who was just letting her little one run around rampant. The funny thing was, so I don't know how you guys are, and since I'm by myself, I'm asking generically, you know, what you guys would do, because if someone was next to me, I would say, what would you do in this situation? Like I said earlier, I don't know how you guys are with flights, do you want to talk to people? But either way, tweet me and Facebook me and let me know how you are in these situations. But... Sometimes when I'm out, if I'm already outside, I'm going to go do all the things I have to do. Like, I finished from the gym today, and I had to pick up a package from the post office. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to go to the gym just to come back inside to shower, because I'm not going to shower at the gym. And then go out, shower, go back outside to the post office. So I'm like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring my uh, slip, and I'm going to go from the gym to the post office. Now... Uh, so I worked out. It was a good workout. Pumped some iron, you know, um, got some cardio going. Basically, I didn't shower this morning until after the, the gym. Because, again, I'm not going to wake up, shower, go to the gym to come back and shower. So I got up, went to the gym. 
my hair is already disheveled. Uh, I smell bad because I just woke up. I smell even worse because I just worked out. That's fine. I'm wearing uh, track pants because I'm at the gym and I'm not going to change at the gym because that's ludicrous. So I go to the, the post office, which is inside shoppers. This is after the gym. This is me going directly from the gym to the post office. And I also had my big Ottawa Senators um, water bottle, which I kind of tucked into my jacket pocket. And I was just thinking, I'm walking into this post office shoppers. I'm like, I wonder if people think I'm just like crazy because here I am. My hair's all disheveled. I smell kind of funky. I'm wearing track pants. I have things, big bottles just stuffed into my pockets. And then I go up to the uh, post office, get my package, and I'm like, I wonder if people just thought I was like the craziest, most disheveled man. Because here I am with this big box cutting through the line. Because I'm like, the only way to get out of the shoppers is you have to go through the line up and through the cashiers. And here I am just like pushing through people. Hair's a mess. Smell like shit. Got um, sweat, or no, I got my track pants on, this big box. I'm like, I was surprised that someone didn't stop me and think that I was shoplifting stuff. But I don't know, that's just me. I didn't want to go inside to shower just to come back outside. Because the gym, post office, and my apartment are all within like a two-minute walking distance. So either way, that's me. If I took a picture of how disheveled I looked, I would post it. Maybe if I go to the gym tomorrow, I'll have someone take a picture of me. And um, this is getting creepy. Maybe this is why I shouldn't be doing solo podcasts by myself. Solo podcast is by yourself. But because I talk about weird, creepy things. So how about I get back into the um, fan suggestions uh, I do like doing fan suggestions because sometimes I get people to ask us, like, send me questions you want us to answer. These aren't necessarily questions. These are just topics that I want people that I want to talk about. So these are completely random. And this one was on Facebook. Our good friend Matt in Ottawa said, talk to me about college parties. Uh, college parties. Well, there's definitely a lot of them, and they were definitely a lot of fun. Let's see. I'm not going to talk about all the college parties I went to, but I will talk to you about my first real college party, maybe. And I don't mean like residence parties. Let me talk about first real like college party with the people I had class with. So end, end of first year college, we're finishing up. I think it was like the last week or two, and we we're doing like one of our big assignments. And then uh, we're in photography class. And then the rumor, or not the rumor, but the word going out was, you know, party at so-and-so's house on Friday or Saturday, whatever it was. And so I was like, oh, awesome. Everyone from school was going, or everyone from our class. And it was in, I think it was in, not Mississauga, it was in like, um, it doesn't matter where it was. It was somewhere far, and I lived in residence, and I had no car, and even if I had a car, I had no idea where I was going because I was still fairly new. So I arranged to have someone from class come pick me up, and then we we're going to hit the uh, liquor store, buy some booze, this or that. Uh, now, I hadn't really been to too many house parties, you know. Cut, slam, fast forward to age 28 now, and I've been to probably too many house parties. But at this time, like I said, I peaked popularity at grade 6. So it wasn't a whole bunch of high school house parties, this or that, which doesn't matter. Uh, we go to this party, and it is bumping like uh, I guess the guy was at his parents house but his parents weren't there and he lived in a really nice big house and it was end of the year and everyone was just going like crazy I remember um 
basically at one point I walked into the garage and there was just a circle of people like freestyle rapping pretty much. And you know it's not a real party until you see a bunch of white people freestyle rapping. As you heard on a previous podcast, that's what I was doing at Val's party. Because I'm at the point now where if I have a few drinks in me, I enjoy a good rhyme scheme. And that class clown is still on me. I would like to make you laugh with a good rhyme scheme freestyle. But I remember just being like pretty drunk and then seeing the freestyle circle being like, oh yeah, this is definitely my jam. And walking into the freestyle circle... And uh, jumping in there and saying some rhymes. I definitely dissed someone who I didn't necessarily like very much, who I don't think really liked me very much. So we had a freestyle battle, and I think people liked my freestyle the best. If I can remember what I said, I would say it again, but I can't. And then you walk in, and there's people just kind of like, um, you know when you walk up stair- like stairs of a nice house, and then sometimes there's like almost a little ledge or something on the going up the stairs if it's like a circle thing or whatever. Well, someone was passed out on that little ledge that probably could have fallen off and rolled down the stairs. There was people just like smoking inside, going crazy. And it was it was a lot of fun. I definitely remember drinking a lot and then passing out in someone's, in the guy's bedroom or one of the bedrooms in the house, being like, okay, my night's done. And then I could hear everybody having so much fun downstairs that I got my second wind and I kind of just woke up and people were like, oh, you're back. I was like, yeah, you know, I just need like a 20 minute nap, whatever it was. Went back down, had a bunch more drinks, had a lot of fun that night. I, If I could remember any more of the night, I would tell you that. Oh, I do remember one thing was I was very smart. I was able to hitch a ride with someone leaving the place. Cause like I said, I had no idea where this person lived or how to get home. I had no car. It wasn't like downtown. I couldn't take a subway or whatever to get back to my place. My residence was in the middle of Scarborough and, you know, no, it's not easy to get to. So in my drunken stupor, I was very lucky to catch a ride with someone who was willing to drive me home, who had was like one of the few people who wasn't even drinking at this party, which was good. And then I get home, get home, I get to residence, and I'm always am surprised from back in the day, you know, when you're pretty young and you drink a lot and you're almost in like that blackout state and you remember how to get back inside your room. And I mean, especially residents, there was all kind of keys just to get in, just to get through like the front doors. You had to have a swipe key. You had to go past, you know, the uh, entrance, all this and that. You had to go into the elevator, which may have had another swipe key. And then you have another swipey key to get you into your actual door. And just the fact that you remember which door to go to sometimes always amazes me. But that was the first college party. Maybe it's not the greatest story. Like I said, I couldn't remember it a lot. I do remember passing out and then waking back up, uh, freestyle battling someone, and people just going crazy. So, I mean, it was a fun time. And there was a few more crazy college party stories after that. There was, of course, the St. Patrick's Day debacle, which I talked about early on, early on in Season 1, which I won't really repeat, but I did have some very nice... Uh, street walkers helped me get to the subway and um, yeah go back and you can find it in one of the earlier podcasts that's a very good story I'll probably save a couple more stories maybe for later this season or something if they come up but thank you Matt for uh, taking me down a trip down memory lane as these are all school questions maybe there's something else I can talk to you guys about afterwards let me uh, let me look at my list here okay here we go next up we have uh, a suggestion from someone on Twitter who might have my favorite Twitter handle. 
And this is from Ty Boogie 85 and he wants to hear more TTC stories from me. Now, uh, an earlier podcast, I think it was probably the second last podcast of season three, I talked about how I called a streetcar driver an asshole, and I've stopped taking the streetcar, subway, or buses ever since. That was like three months ago, and I've only had to ride the subway maybe four times since then. So, fuck you, TTC. I'll just put that out there. And I forgot to mention this when I told my TTC story, but if you guys want to help me out, uh, just talk about how much you hate the, the Toronto Transit system and everything. On Twitter, just use hashtag TTC sucks. Every time I mention the subway in a tweet, which I've been doing for a while to try and get them to apologize to me, I always hashtag TTC sucks. So you guys should tweet them as well and hashtag TTC sucks. No, so hashtag live 605 so that they know who sent you. But until I get an apology from them, I am going to keep bad-mouthing the subway system. So fuck you, subway. Hashtag TTC sucks. Y'all some motherfuckers. And let me just tell you right this, tell you this real quick. I don't know why, but I have a new favorite curse word. And I don't really even swear that much, as I've talked about in the podcast. I've talked about it before. Some people, I don't think, can help but swear. Sometimes they just swear for the sake of swearing. I definitely choose when I want to swear. And I have a new favorite swear word that's been making me swear a lot. And I had to hold back and not say it a lot back when I was in Ottawa because I don't like to swear in front of my mom just because I'm respectful. Other than that, it doesn't matter. Even though I know she's been listening to these podcasts and will hear lots of bad curse words, it doesn't matter. If I'm in front of my mom, Val's mom, or anyone's mom, I try to be respectful with the language. Now, having said that, my new favorite curse word is motherfucker. Now, let me say that again because I said real gangster. And my I'm not saying, my, I don't like motherfucker. I feel like it's hard to pull off calling someone a motherfucker. But I like saying ma fucker. M A apostrophe F U C K A. So I like calling people motherfuckers. I like typing out motherfucker. I think I tweeted or something when I was home in Ottawa, being like, Ottawa, you are colder than a motherfucker. So you might be hearing me that say that all during season four, but just so you know, you guys can use it too. Try saying it. Say it right now. I'll pause for a second. Actually, let's all say it together. In three, two, one. Ma fucker. Sounds good. It almost doesn't even sound like a curse word because I can't really get my MA out there too clearly, but ma fucker. Uh, so yeah, the TTC are a bunch of ma fucking assholes. But luckily, Ty Boogie, he's, he sent me on a rant. Thank you, at Ty Boogie 85 uh, TTC stories. I got a couple I can probably share. I was actually going to do a whole TTC episode based on me calling the subway driver an asshole because of how much, because of how angry I was, but then I didn't want to give him that much publicity. But you know what? Since uh, you asked for me to talk about this topic, I'll tell you guys a couple subway stories and then I'll save some for other podcasts because I don't want to give everything away just yet. So one of the craziest things I've ever seen on a subway was back when I was in college. I don't know if this was first or second year, but I was leaving school and I was going back to residence. So I was leaving a PAPE station going back to Kennedy. And I liked the good thing about where I live now is I go north and south a lot. I don't have to go east to west on the subway. I find it gets a little scummy going east to west. When you go out towards your Kennedys, your Warden stations, all that kind of stuff. 
there's a, it's a little scumbaggy up there. But this particular day, and th- this is why I'm probably biased because this one thing that happened was taking the subway back to residence. And this was, again, probably like, let's just say a Wednesday at 3 in the afternoon. Not a Saturday. It's not a Friday at 2 in the morning or anything. This is middle of the afternoon during a week, uh, work week. I just see a guy sitting a few rows over from me, very casually, not hiding from anyone, smoking crack. Now, I'm going to assume if he was smoking crack because, first of all, it smelled like nothing I've smelled before. I've smelled cigar smoke. I've smelled weed smoke. I've smelled cigar smoke. Not saying I've done any of that stuff, but if you're in situations, you smell, you smell that stuff. It's very common to know what those things all smell like. This thing smelled really weird. It almost smelled like a mixture of like burning garbage and like burning aluminum. It just smelled really, really weird. And um, the other thing that kind of tipped me off was he was smoking it from like a glass pipe. So maybe it was meth. I don't know. He could have been smoking meth. It could have been crack. Um, But he was definitely full on crazy hobo. And he was just smoking all this crack or smoking this meth. And I think it it wasn't even like it wasn't a busy subway cart either, which was kind of nerve wracking because I was sitting there. I'm like, uh, is this guy going to start like tripping balls and then come stab me or something like that? He didn't do anything. Obviously, he was too drugged out and in his own little state to do anything. But he was just sitting there smoking uh, crack or, or meth or whatever it was. And I remember being like, holy shit, okay. So you can anything goes on these subways. Um, other good subway stories. I may have mentioned this before, but I don't do this anymore. But when I was a younger lad, uh, I discovered that subways were a great place to pre-drink. I used to do that, especially back in college when you're going to like a bar or a party and you don't really have any money or anything. If you fill up a uh, Coke bottle with half Coke and half rum or whatever you want, you can sit down there, listen to some music, uh, drink some booze, get your buzz on, and just people watch. And it was fantastic. And so I definitely did that a lot during the college days. Not so much right now because usually we have parties at our place, so I'll just pre-drink here or we'll take cabs places. But... I know a lot of people back in their younger days, the putting booze into like a McDonald's cup or into a Coke bottle was all the rage back in like 2005. So that's one of the other things I remember about, uh, or one of the other things I can say about the subway. I do have one more fantastic subway story about me getting into a situation with a strange man that things happened that were really, really weird. I don't think I want to talk about it now. I'm going to wait and kind of uh, tell it another time. Uh, but trust me, it's really good. So I'll definitely tell that story this season. There's There's been a few stories since the very first episode that I wanted to tell. But I've been saving them. So like last season, you heard me talk about a fight I almost got into with this big fat fuck. Uh, saving that one for a while. This one is another good one. Subway story about me and a weird, weird man taking the subway home i will save that uh for another episode uh sometime down the line so expect that to come in the next few episodes but you know thank you ty boogie that's all i'm going to say about that and let's see is there anything else i want to talk about before we end this thing um oh yeah uh so this is on facebook this comes from vin on facebook what up vin i hope are you vin diesel or are you vin diesel's uh, personal assistant maybe I don't know but he says talk about the overweight nation 
Now, it's too bad you're asking me this now, Vin, because we really should wait for Valve because this is definitely her area of expertise as she watches all the, you know, obese documentaries and she loves anything on TLC about uh, big, big obese people. Um, she loves like Jamie, is it Jamie Oliver who does all those, you know, healthy cooking shows, whatever. But I don't know. Um, obviously we live in a world where people eat a lot more because there's more options and fast food so much cheaper, this or that. I think everything in moderation that comes with drinking, that comes with eating, that comes with work, that comes with dating, it's whatever it is, you know, uh, do whatever you want. As long as you can do it in moderation and if it doesn't affect your health or your personal, you know, whatever. Sorry, I'm just getting tired and hungry, so right now I'm kind of not focused. But the one thing I do want to say, um, I am interested. How do you guys feel about calling about the word fat or calling people fat or this or that? Because I will tell you this. This one thing that really bugged me, and this was years and years ago, maybe like, let's say seven or eight years ago, I was talking to someone, and this may have even been in school, I don't know where this was, but I was talking to someone, and I just called someone fat. I was like, oh yeah, this person, you know, he's really fat. And this person overheard the conversation, and she lit into me. I mean, she gave it to me, being like, how dare you call someone fat? You don't call someone fat. That's so mean, this, this, and that. And she got so offensive over the word fat. And it made me really upset. And of course, back then, I wasn't as sassy as I am now. So I just kind of, I probably just took that, you know, verbal lashing she gave me. But I don't think there's anything wrong with calling someone fat. And I get, I see a lot of people these days getting offensive. And I see overweight people, or fuck it, I see fat people getting offended and almost using the, the fat word as their own personal, you know, N word or F word, whatever it is. But I'm like... Here's the thing about being fat or overweight or however you want to hear it. Yes, you can be born into it and you can be born into obesity and you can uh, be born into this or that. But no matter how big you are, you can always change it. You can always choose salad over fries, truth over lies. That's actually a lyric from DL Incognito. But uh, you can't change... Uh, whatever it is I don't know this is just getting this is too much of a hot topic but either way how do you guys feel about the fat word the F word not the real F word obviously but the fat word I don't know it was just weird that someone got so angry at me for calling someone fat when I'm like that's not a derogatory slur or homophobic slur or a racist thing it's just calling someone fat I don't really call people fat now not that it matters but I also don't really hang out with fatties and for anyone who can't tell, that was a joke. I don't base my friendship on your weight or size or race or creed or any of that stuff. I base it on if you're a nice person. So either way, Vin, I don't know if I should thank you for this topic as I don't even know what I'm saying right now. But yeah, I don't know. What else do you want me to say about the overweight nation? Uh, I wish I could watch more sumo wrestling. I love Yokozuna. He was one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, that's all I got, Finn. I'm sorry. I got nothing else for you, okay? And you know what? I will say this. I am impressed. We are now at 55 minutes. Boom, right there. So I think this is a good place to end it because I can um, talk about my band of the week and then we'll write it out and this will be a good hour-long podcast. So I'm always impressed when I can get to an hour long just talking by myself. I'm definitely tired of talking. I'm going to go out 
and get some exercise and walk to California Sandwiches. And since Val's not here, I'm going to get myself a sweet chicken dinner. But I'm going to be a nice guy and get her a medium chicken. Because even though she's at a, a wedding shower and I know she's eaten, something tells me she'll get home late and she'll be tired and she'll be hungry and she'll be upset that I went to California Sandwiches without her. So I'll get two sandwiches, put one in the fridge, and she can have it for a late night snack because I'm a good guy. And with that, if you guys make it this far into the podcast, I like to reward you with my band of the week. And this week, I'm going to go with one of my most anticipated albums of 2014. And uh, this is Schoolboy Q. So I'm going for rap this week. And anyone out there who listens to rap must love Kendrick Lamar because he is pretty much the biggest and best rapper out there right now. Now, I like Kendrick Lamar a lot. He's awesome, as we talked about his concert with Kanye West. But he has a record label called TDE, Top Dog Entertainment, which I think is a shitty name for a record label, but that's okay. And Schoolboy Q is on there, and he's done he's done a couple songs with Kendrick. Kendrick's done songs with him. But I just really got into Schoolboy Q earlier last year, I guess, well, 2013, maybe November. I don't even really even know. I think maybe I heard one of his new songs. I liked it, and I listened to one of his mixtapes, and I just really, really dug it. So his debut album is called Oxymoron, and it comes out in February, and I'm really excited for it. I've heard a couple of new songs from the album. Uh, there's Collard Greens with Kendrick Lamar, Man of the Year, and there's another one called Yeah Yeah or something like that. But um, So he's really good. He's done songs with like ASAP Rocky. He's done songs, like I said, Kendrick Lamar, Ab Soul, Currency, Don Kennedy, a bunch of cool guys, but uh, so the song I'm going to go with this week is "There He Go," and it's from his mixtape uh, "Habits and Contradictions." My favorite song by him, and it got me really like I liked his flow, I liked the beat selection, so it just got me really excited for his new album. And you know what? That's where we're going to go for it. So this week's band of the week is Schoolboy Q, and this is "There He Go." And I said that very white because it's hard to say. It's hard to sound cool saying rap songs and rappers' names when you're just some skinny white guy from Ottawa. But thank you guys again for listening to another solo edition of the podcast. I hope you had a lot of fun this week, and I hope we grew and learned and everything. All the different ways to get in contact with me, let me round them out real quick. Facebook.com slash live605. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Malincamp. Email me live at 605 at gmail.com. Live at 605.podomatic.com. Go there to download, or you can hit the PayPal button and search Live 605 on iTunes. John Mallon on Instagram, John Mallon on Vine, and that's it. So until next week, I'm your podcaster, John. Be easy. She swallowed my dick and balls, whatever occurred. I love that kitty cat, ass fat. Going back, I can't believe you wiping that. Deep throat, 7 or 11, she's a double go. My pistol drawn, her boyfriend got me paranoid. Nigga, trust me, get up on me, and I'm making noise. Uh, but what I felt to understand, I'm the motherfucking man. Ran into him, he's a fan. Goddamn.
your Vegas Yeah, that bitch be burning slow Crip foe Now the guns go back around like merry-go Up for show Ain't no need for niggas out here frontin' dough Met the foe How I come up with it, I don't fucking know Gun or knife was just a fucking hit. Pussy drips raining in her servants. I'm a fucking pimp. 